Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Angela Flores, age 38, has been arrested for the murders of three of her children. She is being held on a $6 million bond. Hey, everybody, welcome to. How's it going? Well, it's going pretty good. How are you doing? (laughs) Well, I'm good. Just as we started this broadcast, your face disappeared, and I thought, "Yeah, I got." And you magically came right on back, so and I had guess to click we're good. back in. Yeah, I, <laughs> right before, right before our intro ended, I was back. Ah, technology, friends. Mercury's in retrograde, so you know things are going to uh, be weird. Or technology is always weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. that too. So yes. Well, welcome. This is our Monday episode. Yeah. And we have a lot of interesting things to share with you today. So mm-hmm. I thought we would just start right off with Katie. You have some MMIW news for us, don't you? I do. All righty. So. As we know, about a year and a half ago, a little more, we started hearing in the news about the First Nations uh, schools, the Indian residential schools in Canada, and that they had really started uh, using sonar technology to search the grounds around these uh, schools or where they used to be to start finding the graves of all of the children that died there. Yeah. And in Canada and the U.S. both, these residential schools popped up somewhere around 1895-ish, and some of them were still active. There's actually one in Montana that is still active today, and but most of them by the 70s or 80s were gone or sooner. Mm-hmm. Most of them, I won't say all, but I think it's close to all, were operated by the Catholic Church, who were basically... Uh, uh, operating these for the government so right yeah because the funding was coming from the government mm -hmm, they were contracting through the government to run these schools what they were were schools where they were taking native children away from their families and trying to whiten them up basically they were stripping them of their traditions they would frequently strip them of their names and assign them a number. They would strip them of their hair, which in native cultures, uh, many of them, their hair is extremely important to them uh, spiritually. So of course they would shave their little heads as soon as they got there. The abuse, starvation, illness, neglect, sexual abuse, 
besides physical, I wanted to throw that in there as well, make sure we make it all clear, in these places was horrific. And frequently when children died, and they did, their parents were never notified. They were just in the wind. So, so when I started tallying up these graves in Canada and, you know, 200 here and 400 there and another 100 there, and now they have, you know, they've reached into the thousands in Canada and the U.S. kind of went, mm, I mean, we should do it, but let's kind of keep it on the DL. Because they knew people were going to be horrified and pissed when they found out. And I think in the U.S. we went, hmm, but we don't want to have to make reparations. So we don't really want to talk about this. Because they are in Canada. mm -hmm, They are in Canada. Luckily, though, we have an interior secretary now who is Native American, Deb Deb Haland. And Mm -hmm. so she has, of course, called for a good study in the U.S. Yes. So it's interesting because the study is happening currently. Today or earlier this week, they said that there were, <clears throat> they've decided that there were more than 400 boarding schools. Yeah. Oh, more than 400. They have identified burial sites at more than 50 of the former schools. And they've identified a little more than 500 deaths, American Indian, Alaska Native, and Native Hawaiian children. Uh, 400 schools does not equate with 500 deaths. No. It's, it's going to be so much worse. It's, I'm so annoyed that they even put this report out yet with those numbers. Now, of course, they're saying these numbers are expected to grow, but 400 schools? Yeah. Those numbers are going to grow a lot because at most of those schools, hundreds of children died. I am losing faith that here in the U.S. we will ever get anywhere near accurate numbers. Yeah. Uh, Part of it, of course, is that a lot of the schools are gone and there's different things built there now. And it makes all of this a lot more challenging. But I am very glad uh, Deb Halen said that uh, This is an initial step towards addressing the intergenerational trauma that these schools left behind. Her parents were in these schools. Yeah. So it's a start. The U.S. has a long ways to go on this. They are saying that by 1900, 20,000 children were at Indian residential schools. Oh, my God. And by 1925, 60,000 children were in these schools. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, one of the things that I think we have to acknowledge here is that indigenous people have been telling us these stories for a long time. Yeah. And it's like white America did not believe it uh-uh. until the proof was there, which I hate. Yeah. We have to believe victims. Mm-hmm. We have to listen and believe. Mm-hmm. When people say they are being hurt, they're being hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Well, and here this we are. This mean... makes me physically sick. Mm-hmm. When we first started reporting on these, the schools and the graves, uh, when we did, back when they first started pulling these out in Canada, you know, some people wondered, why is a true crime channel covering this? Because this is true crime. 
This these are a, serious crimes. These are against crimes children. against humanity. These are genocide mm-hmm. crimes, you guys. Mm-hmm. Back uh, when they started, when they uh, came up with a number from Kamloops, one of the first schools that they studied in Canada, there were a lot of stories from Kamloops that came out. And one of them was an older man sharing his experiences there. And he worked in the kitchen because these were schools. They weren't educating these children. They were forcing them to worship their God. They were forcing them to work. They were more work camps than they were schools. Right. So he was quite small and his job was to work in the kitchen. And he talked about uh, the fact that the priests would sexually assault the girls and occasionally they would have a baby. And one night he, everyone knew that there was a young girl in labor having a baby. And at one point while he was working in the kitchen, a priest came into the kitchen with a baby in a blanket and opened up the boiler and threw the baby in. <sighs> Yep. Oh my God. I, these are the kinds of horrors that these children suffered. The ones that lived. Yeah. How the so, ones that lived are, have been exactly. so scarred and traumatized themselves. It's just yeah. horrific. So I'm hoping the U.S. will keep going, that they'll remain transparent, that we will keep getting answers. I think we have to keep looking for them, pushing for them, demanding them, and supporting them because. Canada was funding the searches of the grounds uh, around the schools in the U.S. up until very recently. Those were being those searches were being funded privately. Yeah, we were not spending any money on that. And I think that's actually changed now. But these stories deserve to be told. And frankly, these children deserve to be returned to their people or at least the people who loved them. Their ancestors have the right to know where they are buried. Or right. at least try. So that's what we know. So uh, mm-hmm. with that, I'm going to kick the mic over to you for our main case. Okay. Well, you have probably seen in the news the case of Angela Flores. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to even cover this case. I mean, I think we need to because it needs to be discussed, but it is terribly sad. Um, Let me give you a little timeline here that I think covers it the very best. So last Saturday, the 7th of May, around midnight, Angela Flores was taken to the hospital because people in her neighborhood called 911. She was acting strange and erratic. She was screaming and yelling and lighting candles and and standing around reading a bible and really acting very strange and creeping people out so they called mm-hmm. 911 and the police came and the police put her in an ambulance and they sent her to the hospital yeah. having a mental health emergency mm-hmm. so one of the things that she was, she was screaming, where's my Bible? She was screaming, my family's trying to hurt me. She was screaming, I killed my children. One of the things that I find very hard to understand, and maybe we're going to get more information about this, is that when the police sent her off to the hospital, in their minds, done, right? Yeah. They did not go figure out where she lives and check on her children. 
No. Now, what we're finding is that it was too late anyway. Yeah. That the kids were already dead at this point, and that's why she was freaking out. But it bothers me a lot that she would be saying things like that and so erratic and out of control and that they didn't go look for her kids and make sure they were okay. Yeah. No rescue machine for the children. Yeah. And it turns out they were very much not okay. No. So the next day, Sunday morning, Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. police get a 911 call about 740 in the morning. And they go to Angela's house uh, because there's been a report that there was an assault with a deadly weapon. And what they find are three children deceased. Mm -hmm. Angela's 12-year-old daughter and twin eight-year-old boys. Mm -hmm. Angela's older son, who is 16, is who um, alerted the authorities to what's happened. Yeah. Angela was actually still in the hospital at this point. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. We know that they were already gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the son, the 16-year-old son, went to the next door neighbors and called for help and asked for help. Yeah. Uh, so Angela and her son have both been arrested. Angela's being held on a $6 million bond. Yeah. Her son has also been arrested. He's not actually been charged, but he has been arrested Mm -hmm. and he is in a detention facility. Mm -hmm. Um, It is believed that Angela did admit to police uh, that she had killed her three children with the assistance of her older son. Mm -hmm. She said that she believed that the children were possessed by demons. Have we heard this before? She says that she jumped on them. Because she thought she could drive the demons out. Oh, my God. Um, Law enforcement have also said that the 16-year-old boy does not agree or does not believe that the kids had were possessed by demons. Now, one thing, I, you know, I've been scouring articles because so much of this information is just regurgitated. Mm-hmm. Trying to get a little more information about her, about... Maybe if there had been something before, there was a neighbor who said that they heard a lot of fighting and screaming from their house. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hear fighting and screaming, just call the police. Yeah. You know, I don't understand. Like, if you yeah. hear fighting and screaming, call the cops. You don't know yeah. what's going on. Just send the police over there. Say, I don't know. Maybe it's nothing, but something sounds like it's going on next door. You know? Yeah. They'd only lived in this house about three months. And so the neighbors didn't really know them well. Yeah. And, you know, not a ton is known about Angela. There's a little bit of social media stuff about her that says that she's a content creator, that says that Mm -hmm. she's a plus size model. Mm -hmm. Um, She has a total of seven children. 
but yeah. there, uh, one child is with the father and then other, another two that don't live with her. So she, mm -hmm. you know, fortunately for them, she didn't have all of them, mm -hmm. but anybody that knew her is absolutely stunned. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like there was any, anything going on with Angela leading up to this that would have, you yeah. know, indicated something. That. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so little we know yet, too. It's very yeah. hard to, you know, and, and was the 16th <clears throat> terrorized, you know, to the point right. of, you know, being scared for his own life? Is that why he participated? These are things we, we don't know yet. Right. But the same old possessed by demons argument again. Oh, my gosh. You guys. My God, people. That's it's scary how often we are seeing this. Mm hmm does really indicate mm -hmm. very not well people out there in the world. Mm -hmm. I will say, uh, depending on which article you read, some people are saying that those children were eight, 10 and 12. And some were saying that the boys were twins at eight. So just. Yeah. Not it, totally again, sure. Just not a lot out yet, but this is unfucking believable. It is. It's it's horrifying and terrifying. Um, it does sound like the police are saying that the kids obviously had been dead a little while. Mm -hmm. And so when she was having her freak out um, on Saturday night, they were already gone. Yeah. But it, it is definitely when I cover a case like this, it's because I want to remind us all that if we see something, say something. If we yeah. hear something, say something. If you have yeah. any indication at all that there's abuse going on in a home in your neighborhood, call the police. When Report. people start talking about the Bible and demons, just yeah. be really wary. How many times now Yeah, are we going to hear this same kind of story? She recently called her ex-husband. They, they divorced in 2007 yeah. and they hadn't really been, you know, in contact with one another much. And he said she was weird and talking about a lot of, uh, God and Bible stuff that seemed unlike her. But he also said, I haven't known her for a long time. I don't, you know, it seemed weird, right. but it wasn't enough to yeah. set off his, you know, radar that something was way off. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the hope always is to figure out ways to prevent these things from happening, but there's, oh, sure. there's always going to be situations like this where we yeah. don't know some kind of mental health crisis has occurred here yeah but oh, i do yeah. want to keep a close eye on that 16 year old kid yeah because you can only imagine the abuse he has experienced mm -hmm. and now yeah. he's implicated in this in these crimes it's yeah. i worry most for him at this point uh definitely yeah yeah so that's what we know about this case with Angela Flores. We will continue uh, to cover it, but I wanted to open it up here for us. And, yeah. you know, we'll continue to cover as we find out more. And yeah. maybe there's more to know about Angela and about her history. There um, must be. Apparently she was a realtor at one point as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, everyone who knows her is just absolutely blown out of the water. Yeah. yeah. So, but something's going on. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Katie, maybe you can lighten our mood just a little with some WTF news. No, huh? Well, oh, no. Damn. Hold on to your hats. Okay.
Well, WTF, Bibles and Demons, we're going to do it again. Oh, did this show accidentally have a theme? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. It also also happened in California. Hmm. This darling three-year-old little girl started waking up in the night having what I would probably call night frights. Mm-hmm. And if you've never seen a night fright, you might not know how terrifying they are. So terrifying. When a person has a night fright, their eyes are open, their body seems awake, but there is nobody home. Yeah. And they can be screaming, running, acting out a scene that's going on in their head. And you can't wake them up. And it is scary. My first baby had a night fright at six months old and it scared us so much we went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. By the time the doctor came in, he was completely fine. And he's like, I think this was a night fright. Indeed. We've had quite a few at this house. And I I know what they look like. Our little sister used to have them. Oh, God. She would scream at the top of her lungs and run around and turn on every light in our house. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, terrifying. Mm -hmm. It was something. Well, this child, it seems to me, was having night frights. And to her mother, that meant that she, yep, had caught a demon. She thought she was possessed. Uh, Mom's name is Claudia Elisa Hernandez. So Claudia, last fall, took her to a church where her grandfather was the... Uh, was the pastor. And the three of these adults, uh, so the the grandfather, an uncle, and mom, Claudia, held the toddler down by her neck, torso, and legs for several hours, sticking their hands and fingers down her throat, trying to make her vomit up the demon. Oh, God. And she died. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Mother strangled her to the point that she went unconscious. And they kept uh, torturing her like this for a full day, trying to scare the demon out of her. And of course, she died. Yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. So then the mom did a YouTube video talking all about it. And just very matter of fact about the fact that it's very sad it happened, but she had a demon. It had to be done. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did the, I mean, were they charged? What, well, did they the called 911. And the, it was, yeah, they called 911 and the death was ruled a homicide uh, by suffocation and smothering. Mm. And I think that at this point now, mom has finally been charged, but... Oh, my God. Yeah. I think actually all three of the adults have been charged now. But, uh, yes. But basically, they're, you know, trying to go from a religious freedom kind of front that this was following their religion to try to uh, save her. And this terrible accident happened in which, you know, they killed her. And it's not really their fault. Oh, my God. Except, yeah, it is. Because you can't physically abuse a three-year-old like that and not be responsible when they die. That's terrible. Yeah. So I, I want to share a couple of things that mom said. To think that I'm not going to see her grow up 
like how I thought I was going to see her grow up. But you know, it's okay because I know she's in a better place. God knows why he allows these things. I could sit here and be negative about the things and be like, I wish I could go back and this and that. But it's like, there's no point in me doing that because I cannot change what is. It is what it is. I've learned to think positive. It's so many reasons why God took her. Delusional much? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So she is in jail. Uh, she has a public defender. Delusional very much. Yeah. This is Lori Vallow level stuff. Yeah, it surely is. That's terrifying. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Well, I hope you all have enjoyed this uplifting episode. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a lot of heavy stuff tonight. And it all had to do with children. Yeah, it did. Wow. Well, you know, as always, see something, say something. Mm -hmm. It is the way that we help kids that cannot help themselves, that are in scary, abusive, terrible situations. If you see something, if you hear something, you know, people might get ticked off, but it doesn't matter if it saves somebody's life. Well, this is our Monday episode. We'll be back on Tuesday and Wednesday with new episodes. Mm -hmm. Tuesday night is our live stream uh, cold read party. Mm -hmm. So that is our subscription over on YouTube. So if you go to True Crime Paranormal on YouTube and see where it says join, click on that. It's $4.99 a month. And for that, you get to attend the cold read party once a month. And mm -hmm. it's a live stream that we do on the third Tuesday of every month. You can come and bring a cold case uh -huh. and throw it to us and we'll read it for you in the live stream. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, then we will be back Wednesday night for our usual case update live stream and Thursday night for the psychic hour. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. <laughs>